Yeah, it was a two peas and a pod person. Two peas and a pod person. All right, well, okay, so this is our uh, first attempt at a podcast. Um, I have no idea how this is going to go. It may be god-awful. Um, Probably. In, most, in fact, most likely, yes. Uh, I thought we should in- introduce our all-selves. This is, uh, my name is Skip, and that's uh, Jake on the... Uh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm Judas Iscariot. <laughs> uh, Jake is talking to us through the magic of the telephone, and... Uh, I prefer a personal time warp. That's well. We all prefer that, Jake. However, the telephone is the only thing I had readily available. I um, am here Hi. in Columbia, Missouri, um, where I, I'm at a TV station where I work. And uh, Jake, where are you at right now? I'm uh, I'm on a bearskin rug <laughs> in a speedo. Yes, I like what I hear so far. Uh, talking on studline, isn't this studline? <laughs> dr- dr- drinking clamato juice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, Iowa City, uh, playing with my dog and talking to this douchebag. So let's roll this. That's, yeah, I know, right? Um, Iowa City, yeah. uh, uh, which I believe is uh, a land forgotten by God. Um, <laughs> well, uh, most gods. Uh, yeah, all, all but Krom. Um, <laughs> so basically, the premise of this thing is here, uh, Jake and I um, ha- are stupid, and but when when our forces combine, like the Wonder Twins, we become this vast fountain of, of geek trivia knowledge, film criticism. Jake is possessed by the spirit of Sam Kennison. And, uh, I, <laughs> and I'm possessed by the, the, the spirit of Andrew Dice Clay, who is not dead, but it's transmitting. He's dead to me. <laughs> His career's dead. Did, did you see he's going to be on The Celebrity Apprentice? Did you see that? Why oh, you see oh that? with uh, Joan Rivers and the... Uh, yeah, um, I guess. <laughs> the only reason I even know that is because I work at an NBC station, so I see that all the time. But I, I don't know why you know that. Well, I, it was the it was preview on the Super Bowl, so. Oh, okay, that's fair. On the sports ball match? I didn't seek that, that out. That's, uh... Yeah, I got to tell you, the highlight of that whole thing was definitely the Star Trek trailer. Well, it was the only trailer of any movie I wanted to see there. Oh, you, didn't, you weren't excited about uh, Fast and the Furious? <laughs> Fast and the Furious 29? <laughs> <laughs> Fast and the Furious Baby Detectives or whatever the f*** it is now. I don't know what the... <laughs> Fast and the Furious Special Victims Unit? It's Fast and the Furious Vin Rames needs to... Not Vin Rames, Vin, uh, Rames. Vin Diesel. Come on, Vin Rames will do anything for money, too. <laughs> I guarantee you I could make him eat a light bulb. I guarantee you I could make him do it if I gave him $20. <laughs> or a light bulb. He did He did that Day of the Dead remake, which went directly to... It was like him and Nick Cannon and... Uh, what is their name? Oh, that one. Well, the American beauty. Anyway, we're getting off topic. That's, that's pretty much what this podcast is about. That's exactly what this is. It's going to be us, yeah, making pop culture references, talking relatively well-informed about things that no one should know about. Um, <clears throat> or incoherently about things everyone should know about. That's, okay, that's a good point. Stumbling around. So, uh, so that you know, we're probably not going to talk about politics unless it's geek-related. This is not going to be a sports podcast. This is not going to be about sports. But we will talk about the Chiefs and Royals from time to time. Because, A, we're from Kansas City. Both Jake and I are from Kansas City. And, and also because we have a whole thing about why geeks are allowed to sometimes watch sports. So that's, that's kind of a thing that we have. So we should probably start out by telling you what our geek credentials are. I think would probably help. Jake, would you like to go first? Or? I created Soap Surfer. You, you, you created Silver Surfer? You know how much I had to pay for a time machine to go back in time? <laughs> to invent Silver Surfer? Yeah. Well, first you had to kill... It wasn't cost effective. You, you had to kill Jack Kirby, of course, first. Well, I, with my lips, I killed him. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> you know, some people will be like, if I went back in time, I would kill Hitler. You tried to kill Jack Kirby so that you could create the Silver Surfer first. <laughs> I respect well, that. Well, first, first I tried to kill George Lucas, but, um... Redcon this, yeah. <laughs> you redcon George Lucas out of, out of yeah, yeah. That we trust me. We will talk about how much we hate George Lucas at some point. Maybe we should have. You know what? We should have a daily running thing about how this is why George Lucas is a douchebag today. Anyway, keep going, Jake. Sorry, you were introducing. Oh, yourself. um, I guess. I mean, in all seriousness, uh, I work in a comic store and I'm friends with this guy named Skip. And uh, not me. It's a different guy. No, it's a different guy. He's from yeah. Canada. You don't know him. But otherwise, I mean, I've just been reading comic books and watching movies, you know, all my life. Except for the first time I found out about women, and it kind of the faded first out time. of the scene a bit. But the second time you found out about women went a little smoother. The first it, time you found out. 
They ain't too good, my friend. <laughs> is that it? Do you want to? What do you, you want to I add guess. To what I'm. Okay. All right. Well, if you if you want to add later, we'll we'll go on. Uh, my, my name is. <laughs> if, if you want to know something about me, please email us. Yeah. At, um... uh, dispatchajax at gmail dot com is our email address. So we will take suggestions for shows and things like that. We'll explain the dispatch ajax thing in a little while. That's our band. We have a band as well. It's a geek band, and it's terrible. Um, but we don't actually write music. We just compose music based on things that have already happened, which makes us more like DJs, except we don't have the ability to do that really either. <laughs> but so uh, kind of more like dudes with a computer. <laughs> more like geeks with a computer. Exactly. That's right. Uh, I have editing equipment, and that's probably a bad idea. But what are your credentials, Captain Skip? What are my credentials? My name is Skip. Uh, my real name is James because I'm named after Captain James Tiberius Kirk. Of uh, Star Trek fame, uh, my parents met at the planning committee for the first Star Trek convention in Kansas City in 1976. I'm called Skip because he was the skipper of the Enterprise. Uh, my brother's name is Chris because he's named after Christopher Pike, who is the um, captain before Kirk. You never told me that. Uh, really, you didn't know that, really? Yeah, that's that's oh, why. Never told me that. Chris is named Chris is named after Christopher Pike, and his middle name is Thomas Andrew, which is the name of the engineer oh. aboard the Titanic. Yeah. Which is a, really a ringing endorsement now that you think about it. Um, uh, I myself worked in a comic book store for two years. I've been reading comics and watching geek movies and things my entire life, on top of the fact that I that Star Trek flows through my veins. That, that pretty much sums it up, I think. I, I, um, so we feel like we are at least relatively qualified to make uh, brash and, rel- and often offensive grandiose statements about things that we have opinions on. Sorry about the old gay thing. That's okay. Don't worry about it. What we'll end up doing is uh, we'll end up talking about whatever particular subject we find uh, that tickles our fancy. And then um, <clears throat> we will, uh, I think, discuss in, in, a, in a well-informed manner. So, uh, And then be hilarious while we do so, which actually probably will never happen either. Okay, so... Um, is that all you? Is there anything you wanted to add to your little introduction, James? Your your adorable little introduction. Is, is there something you want me to add? To no, I don't know. I'm just saying. I was just saying. <laughs> and by the way, no, we fight like uh, a married couple too. Well, it's because I hate him. When we were in Chicago, we went to Chicago to see this Mystery Science Theater 3000 presentation, and Jake nearly bit my head off because he wouldn't let me tie. He wouldn't. I wouldn't let him tie no, my tie for me. No, that's. That's not how it That's exactly what happened. You were just like, God, know. you're an asshole. You can't tie tie. I don't know like, how to tie tie. I was like, okay, would you like some help? I, I know how to do this. You know, like, no, I know how to do it. It's my own special tie. You don't touch it. That, you, and I was like, well, that's... Could, that, you, could you tie it? We're trying to go to the show. And, you know... later. You were sitting on the bed. You were sitting on the bed watching, like... what? I don't even know what you were... We were sitting on the bed watching TV. We had, like, an hour before we had to go to the show. It doesn't matter. I'm not. I'm not doing this right now. We're not. Doing, we're not doing this in front of the kids. All right. This is not. You brought it up. Uh, okay. Fine. Fair enough. But I, I, we're not going to go into detail with it. That's fine. Um, okay. So what we plan on doing? Have a nice podcast, Skip. I, this is the worst podcast in history, by the way. So it'll get better. Like they don't know that. <laughs> I know. It'll get better when I start drinking. Um, <laughs> so uh, I thought I'd tell everybody a little bit of the format. We were going to try and do headlines, uh, geek headlines for the day or the week, or because it may not. This may not air the day that we record it, but uh, headlines from the geek uh, universe, which is actually a let's, parallel let's, dimension. Let's start that up. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, so headlines for today. Um, uh, according to ain'titcool.com, um, the new season of Heroes, which started, I believe, last night, um, is uh, terrible still. I can uh, vouch for that. <clears throat> oh, did you watch it? Uh, well, I, I was doing some work uh, for the store. And it was on in the background, and that's the most I could devote. Hookers to it. are not store-related work. I have to point that out right now. Well, if you bury them under the store. <laughs> so apparently, it was, it was god awful. Yeah, they have no rhyme or reason to what they're doing, and I don't see this this story that they're they're making going anywhere. Okay. I don't, do you know what's going on? No, I, I didn't even watch last season because, or the last, they call it a season or a chapter or a volume, whatever the f*** it is, and it's actually just like, it's like ten it's episodes. Whatever volume of bull is. Yeah. Um, essentially, um, Nathan, he decided to, you know, kind of take over the government and install this, you know, 1984 program 
to get all of the, you know, superhumans and kidnap them all and, I don't know, maybe start some Weapon X program. Yeah, could they please or... just rehash more X-Men plots is what I'm really curious. I mean, seriously, every single thing that they do, and I blame Jeff Loeb for a lot of this, they literally are just rehashing some X-Men plot from the 80s. The only thing this episode didn't have is Sentinels. <laughs> Everything else has been done. Oh, that's because that's budget constraints, Jake. <laughs> they're like they're they're giant orange robots called Centurions now instead of Sentinels. The, the whole show is a complete ripoff. I mean, it's like it's like that Hancock movie. If you've ever seen a comic book movie, if you've ever read a comic book, you already know what's going to happen. You know this is going to be terrible. You know. I don't I even give that a chance. I, and I blame Jeff Loeb. I blame Jeff Loeb for a lot of things, but I particularly blame Jeff Loeb for ruining this show. And my drinking habit. For ruining your drinking habit, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I blame him for my trendy heroin habit. You're so trendy. <laughs> no. So, yeah, apparently, according to com, it's also terrible. Um, apparently, Brian Fuller begins on um, Heroes. Uh, Brian Fuller was on the first season of Heroes, which is all right. Uh, and he also created the show, for instance, Pushing Daisies, Cupid, which was a really good show with Jeremy Piven. Um, Daisies is awesome. And he's, he was also a writer on Star Trek The Next Generation for a while. Uh, he wrote some good stuff. Apparently his stuff starts around the mm, 19th episode of the, of the season, which so you... I know, right? <laughs> good luck. Um, so you get to, get to sit through another god-awful... Five, at least five episodes of Jeff Loeb, so have fun with all that. Jeff Loeb, um, just in case you don't know, the, the Jeff Loeb who we're referring to uh, is the current writer uh, of Heroes. He was one of the writers on Lost. I don't, that, that was an accident that that was good on his part. He's a, one of the executive producers of uh, Smallville. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which and also is he terrible. He tons of shitty comics. Yes. And he was the, well, he was also the key co penned, or now he, I think he wrote himself. Uh, the Indomitable uh, Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, and, don't forget Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf 2. I thought he only did the second one. Did he do the first one? No, he did both, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on IMDb. No, he I, got that franchise locked up, my friend. <laughs> the great American franchise, Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf 2 with Jason Bateman. Man, I, you know, like when I was a little kid, I refused. What, what TV show was Jason Bateman on when he was, when, uh, oh, was that, uh, what was the name of that show? Anyway, uh, he was on some uh, he was on some '80s sitcom, and I refused to watch that show because I was so upset that he replaced Michael J. Fox in Teen Wolf, and I was like really like like physically upset about it. Like I would I would get I would get angry and I would throw things and then I would drink. I was like six years old. Nothing changed, <laughs> and it all went downhill from there. Yeah, so that's Jeff Loeb. That's the reason we hate Jeff Loeb and everyone. But of course, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know who Jeff Loeb is. That's that's probably true. And if you don't, this is this is how you learn. Yeah. Uh, all we can tell you is don't read anything Jeff Loeb. Well, Jeff Loeb is involved. Stay away. Well, unless Kinsale, unless Kinsale's there. I, I'm also gonna say I'm also gonna throw out there Long Halloween. Uh, no, Tim Sale. Tim Sale didn't write it. Jeff Loeb wrote it. Sale. Anything Tim Sale draws that Jeff Loeb. Oh, writes. I thought you. I thought you said unless it's for sale. I'm sorry. I no, no, said, Tim Sale. Sale. Okay, Tim Sale. Yes. No, right. and, yeah. Almost everything Tim Sale does with him is at least, you know, tolerable. Mm-hmm. Some of the Marvel stuff isn't nearly as good. I mean, just go with, you know, Long Halloween. What was it? Dark, uh, Victory. Dark Victory. Yeah. Haunted Night was okay. Hush you know, was one of the most god awful Batman. But that was that was Jim Lee. So that was, that's, that's he out. ruins everybody. So that's why we have Jeff Loeb. That's why Hero Heroes sucks. <laughs> That's why I'm glad he's not on Lost anymore. Lost now, though, has another comic book writer, uh, Brian K. Vaughn, who um, it may be one of the best comic book writers around. Well, he doesn't really write comic books anymore, so it's hard to hard to tell. He was a comic book writer, and he's still around. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's, let's not. This is all semantics here. Um, let's see what else is new in the world of geekdom. I'm on my laptop right now. Apparently, I'm Harry Knowles likes one of them. Okay. Um, yeah, who cares? Yeah, I don't really care. But honestly, most of the stuff, this is kind of a sh- uh, slow news day. Some bullshit about Christian Bale going on some some tirade or something. I don't care. What? I don't. Hmm. Okay. Do you really care that he cussed somebody out or something? Like, I don't. I don't really. Bah. Um, <laughs> bah, indeed. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we were going to talk about headlines. Um, in, in that world, really nothing else other than last I, don't, I didn't do the headline thing. 
What? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. No, no, hold on. We're gonna do it again. Okay. Uh, this is how this is how we're gonna do headlines every time. And now it's time for uh, geek headlines of the day. We spare no expense here at the uh, at this free podcast I'm doing right here. So, oh, I guess the the other uh, the other interesting headline I saw: AMC American Movie Classics is doing a uh, made-for-TV miniseries of the classic McGugan uh, show, The Prisoner. Yeah, which I, I thought that was coming on. It is coming on. Well, um, I'm, this is this is. I know you know that, Jake. This is mostly for the audience who may not know that. Um, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we're yeah, we're new at this. So yeah, uh, it's uh, it's going to star um, Jim Caviezel uh, is the, in the Patrick McGugan role and Ian McKellen as uh, number two. And if you if people who don't know The Prisoner, it was a very short lived but really 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 odd, really intriguing uh, British sci fi show in the seventies. 60s, 70s, 60s, 17 episodes. The time before now. <laughs> In a world before Sigourney Weaver. It was a pretty cool show. It was really weird. It really didn't make any damn sense. And I don't think, in 1967, that's right. And I don't think they ever explained anything at any point in that show. It's not really necessary. No, no, not really. I mean, the format was pretty much like, he was a spy... He decided to retire, so they deprogrammed him. They kidnapped him. They threw him to this thing, this like retirement home for spies. Uh, and he was given a number, um, and he had to like trigger, try and figure out how to get off the island, but he couldn't. There was this giant, <laughs> there was this giant bubble, this giant white bubble that would eat people alive if you tried to escape, and it would like suck you into it, and it would carry you off to some magical land. If this sounds like Lost, there's a reason for that. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, kinda. <laughs> of course. If you ever, if you're a fan of Lost, though, in that vein, never watch the like behind the scenes making of because it'll ruin the magic of it. Because like you want, you want to go, wow, they had this really great idea and they turned it to no. It was like, it, trust me, it's it really ruins the whole like makes you makes you think they have no idea what the f- they're doing. So on that, okay, so the the prisoner. There's a um, on ain'titcool.com. There's a link where you can watch a um, the American movie classics. It's got a little video, uh, behind the scenes video uh, with Ian McKellen and Jim Caviezel. Looks kind of cool, actually. So, are they making out? <laughs> uh, in Ian McKellen's mind, yes, yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he. That's that's in the spank bank uh, later on. Jim Caviezel is probably on his list. Um, and hey, then, wait. what? I was looking at news. There's a Kablam announces Comics Monkey, which is uh, apparently an independent press. Okay. Where it, you know, no benchmarks, no thresholds, no minimums, no fees. Print on demand. Mm-hmm. Distribute direct to market comic books. That's kind of yeah. cool. Comics monkey, yeah. Print's probably great for independent people. Yeah. So if you're on, you know, trying to be an up and comer in the comics world, Google Comics Monkey. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's uh, sounds like uh, Red Five Comics actually came out a few years ago, and they're uh, they're internet based, but they're they're kind of the same thing. Where they were like they they're um, people submit ideas. They meet up with writers or, or artists, and then and then get there. If, if it's good enough, they get it published, um, and they own all the rights to it and everything. So if you get to do that, yeah. If you're interested in doing comic books on your own, I would suggest doing one of those two things. Anyway, that was kind of a tangent. That's kind of the, the, the whole format of this whole thing is that most of it's complete tangent. Uh, but that's kind of the way we roll. What else sure. is in there? Anything else good in here? I don't think there's anything else good in here. Uh, no, it's pretty much a slow day. Yeah, it was a really slow day. There was nothing really in- all that interesting happened. Um, because nobody died in Africa today, apparently. So, <laughs> like our, well, those are our priorities, right? There's nobody cool. Yeah, nobody geeky died in Africa today, so it's, I guess we don't care. I don't, I don't know what the deal is with that. <clears throat> um, so, oh, well, I guess they, uh, they released a new uh, photo, production photo of um, the new... Sherlock Holmes movie based on a comic book with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Kind and of. Jude Law. It's kind of based on a it's Yeah, it is. It's based on a comic book version. Yeah, well, it's based on a comic book that never came out. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's... I don't know how well that I works, mean, but yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a comic book, but then isn't kind of every, you know, panelized script a comic book in a way? All right, we don't. This is this is a little. This is getting a little existential for the for the for the time being for the first podcast. We will discuss things like that though. That's definitely something we do. Oh my god! Okay, so another picture was released. I just saw, I saw this. It looks really terrible. So, uh, McGee, 
who we all love. And um, McGee, who did the the unforgettable, uh, the unforgettable uh, drama, Charlie's Angels and Charlie's Angels Two, Full Throttle, um, is directing the new Terminator film, and they just released a a still photo of the new T six hundred. Um, from that movie, he looks like a professional wrestler, and I mean, not not even in the cool way that Schwarzenegger kind of did. <clears throat> like, it doesn't even really—it's not. If you put skin on this thing, he'd look like <laughs> it. You know how like you know how like um, uh, Mickey Rourke just kind of looks like um, they stuck an extra skeleton in there. You know, <laughs> like he doesn't look like his skin really fits on right, and there's like mold, there's like places where it's obviously like pockets of fluid in there and like you know like he's obviously not like a cohesive being that that's what it would look like if you if you if you put skin on this terminator like are you saying that mickey rourke is a terminator i am saying right now that mickey rourke is a cyborg from the future sent back to kill john connor i'm telling you that right now you can quote me on that 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 makes sense (laughs) it'd be funny though if it was something like that and it was but it was somebody that didn't matter like they they sent him back to kill like abe vigoda you know like (laughs) I would totally watch that movie, and Abe Vigoda just like runs down the street screaming. Everybody's like, "What's Abe's problem?" You know? <clears throat> no, they really, really wouldn't. They'd be like, "Oh, it's Abe again." <laughs> oh, cyborgs in the future again, eh? Um, sure. Abe. So, and uh, there's a new Watchmen site out. Watchmen, if you don't know, uh, is coming out. Uh, they they finally settled with their distribution dispute with Fox, and. Watchmen based on Alan Moore's... Yeah, yeah, they know Watchmen. They okay. know Watchmen. All right, if they don't know Watchmen, then they're probably, they should probably burn it out. Because Watchmen is, was rated uh, by Time Magazine as one of the top 100 novels written in the English language. That's kind of good, I think. <laughs> I've, I've heard that, but I'm not really sure. Uh, so they have a new site. and there, There's a, a new site for that now, so if you want to check that out, you can definitely... Uh, let's see, what is, where is it at? Uh, I think it's... Eh, it's watchmanmovie.com, I think is what it is. Anyway, uh, lots of pictures, lots of things. That's up now. So if you're interested in that, um, read the book first. For the love of God, read the book first. Probably. Don't worry, that, that's happening. Yeah, it, People are buying it like wildfire. Like, like you would buy and, wildfire, yes. Yeah, like... Uh, if like Michael Martin Murphy. Put out, yeah, Triple M's, beautiful... Wildfire. So you and you, so you work in the comic book store now. I currently don't. Jake does still. Um, how how is Watchmen doing? How is it uh, like? How is the the reprint of Watchmen doing? Flying off the shelves. Really? I mean, yeah. In the past, I don't know what three months we sold like two hundred fifty copies. Really? Yeah. It's pretty good. Keep buying it all the time. It it, it hit big once the trailer came out. The first one for the Dark Knight. Yeah. And then it's it's kind of trailed off recently, but now that the uh, the, um, the trailer's on TV now all the time, people yeah. are starting to get back into it. I saw three different trailers for it last night at like two in the morning. There were three different trailers online in an hour, in the span of an hour. There's three different trailers for it. They're really pushing this thing hard, which I mean, is really kind of I mean, I want. Okay, we should probably discuss Watchmen then. I think that's a good topic to start on because Watchmen is the right. consummate geek. Event, you know what I mean? Like, Watchmen is not a book, it's an event. And um, Watchmen is being made into a very large budget movie. Big, big, big deal. Alan Moore is not happy about it. Alan Moore hates everything of his that gets turned into a movie. But I think, and I I think Jake agrees with me on this one, uh, for good reason, because they're terrible. True. So, uh, most Watchmen fans, or at least anybody who really understands the, the metatextual, you know, tapestry that is Watchmen really feel like it should never have been made into a movie in, in general. Because... Not to say I'm metatextual, but I fall into that category. And I think you're so metatextual that you don't exist on our plane of, of reality, Jack. Did Graham Morrison just create me? Put me on the page? Um, <laughs> so, um, because the book is so dense and so long and so so much layered commentary about comic books in general that you almost... It loses a lot of its meaning, I think, when it becomes a movie. You you have to take stuff out eventually. Studios for years have been trying to make it, and they wanted to update it. They wanted to change it because it's set in 1985. It's got Richard Nixon. It's got this whole thing. I'm not gonna give. We're not gonna give away too many details, but. But I mean, you've probably read 19. I mean, they probably read it. So. Well, there are gonna be some people on here who probably haven't read it. 
because I plan on – here's, here's my goal. I don't know about you. Here's my goal for this podcast. People should listen to it. Oh. Hmm. So not just our friends. Other That's people a pretty should... long goal there. I, I agree. It's, it's a little ambitious. So, uh, Jake, what do you think? Okay, so this movie is being directed by Zack Snyder, who did the remake of Dawn of the Dead, which I thoroughly enjoyed, and I, I think Jake did too. Um, and 300. And 300, which, um, say what you will about the misogynistic nature of everything that Frank Miller it's does. Frank Miller. Yeah. <laughs> well, Frank Miller is just one giant, like, mound of sex. Like, he's, like, sexism embodied, if you've ever met that guy. He's a total, total douchebag. How can I impress women more? Hmm. Uh, yeah, seriously. That, that guy's got serious, serious problems. Like, he got turned down for prom dates. You can tell. I mean, seriously. He's... <laughs> no girl loves me. I'm going to make a RoboCop. <laughs> three. <laughs> RoboCop 3 is the best one. By the way, last night, slight tangent, I watched all three RoboCop movies last night at, at the bar. Really? Yeah, I bartended a sci-fi horror-themed bar, and so it was RoboCop night. So because we brought out the old uh, the, the DVD player stopped working, so I just put on the VCR. <laughs> watched all three RoboCops in a row. That, that, was wow. a, that was a lot of Peter Weller to swallow. Wow. Was, the, was the third one Peter Stone? No, he left before the third one. He was not in RoboCop 3. Because then it went to the, the like, made-for-TV movies and the And then the TV, TV show, show and the, yeah, and then the cartoon. There was a cartoon. I had the toy. My favorite was that my toy RoboCop toy from the, from the cartoon was a cap gun as well. And you put these little, oh. these little strips... Um, with they had like caps on them, like like they had like gunpowder on them, and you'd put him in his back, and you'd you'd pull the little trigger on his back, and he would it, it would make a, sung, a sound like you're shooting. But it was weird because then smoke would just sort of waft out of all of the parts of his body, like where there, were, where there were holes, and you're like, I don't know if that's like exactly what I want it to look like. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> RoboCop steampunk now. That's <laughs> that's actually totally true. Uh, anyway, enough about RoboCop. So. I wanted to tell you my favorite RoboCop toy. Okay, please. Let's, we're going on a RoboCop tangent. You can bear with us. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, my favorite gun of all time I ever had yeah. when I was a kid, I had a water gun, but it was RoboCop's gun. Cool. So, you know, it was like it was like the size of my arm at the time. Yeah, of course. And it was bright yellow, like a banana. Like RoboCop's. Of course. Yeah. And, uh, Did I, it have flames I, I on the side, too? All the time, and I'd, I'd pull it out of my pants and point at people and shoot them with water. <laughs> because, uh, you know... As, like, like you do. Because God said I needed to punish people. Because, cybernetically. Doesn't that doesn't that honestly though defeat your directives though? I don't I don't live if, my if life by rules or OCP directives. OCP directives, yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna have a whole show devoted to Robocop. Jake and I honestly could probably talk an entire hour and a half about Robocop. I promise you that. Good. So we're probably going to save that. Anyway, back to back to Watchmen. Back to Watchmen. You're asking, uh, <laughs> and that's why Watchmen's going to be good because of RoboCop. Um, yeah. Well, we were just talking about Zack Snyder. Um, no. do, do you think now a lot of, like I said, a lot of people don't think this movie should be made because it can never do the book justice, which is true. I think in certain respects, there's no way you can ever top that. Do you trust Zack Snyder to do at least a passable job with this movie? <clears throat> um, yes, but with a caveat. Okay. Now, let me explain myself. First, I think if it's going to be done, it has to be done by someone who truly loves the book. Right. You know, and wants to put everything they possibly can, adhere to almost every detail they can. And I think Zach has that burning desire in his heart to make Watchmen, the Watchmen we know and love, mm -hmm. into a serviceable movie. Mm -hmm. um, the problem is going to be that studio, you know, is going to chop it down so much where the product that gets put on the screen, which is what we're all really going to judge us by, now and forever, will be what what comes through to people. Mm -hmm. And I think his true vision, which we'll get, you know, three months after that on DVD, some super special deluxe edition with an hour and a half, you know, more of the film, will be brilliant, but no one's ever really going to, you know, see it that way. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, it's like, uh, <laughs> this is a bad example, but we but we saw Daredevil in the theater together. Yes, we did. That was one of the worst nights of my life, and I'll tell you exactly. That was really... It was it was god awful for yeah. for many reasons, but mainly because of Ben Affleck. Yeah, and it was Valentine's um, Day. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you can imagine what was wrong there. Um, <laughs> but you know, we saw that, and it was god awful. Yeah. And apparently. I know you've seen the director's cut, which you've said is a lot. It, it is better. a lot better. It is a lot better because it, it actually has kind of a plot to it. Sadly, it's a no subplot, one, but 
generally, um, if they weren't you, you know, the comic movie completist, <laughs> no one would ever think to go see that because they were like, Daredevil sucks. Yeah. I don't want to see that. I don't want to buy that. I know. It's always going to be known as what it was in the theater, which was a piece of It was a piece of shit. It's true. Well, okay, and I'll say this, though. Uh, in defense of Zack Snyder, and, and I think what you're saying is absolutely true, but Zack Snyder doesn't really make movies for theaters. Like, like the movies he makes, he knows that he can't really make in a theater, and so he gives you a theatrical release. Look, okay, for instance, Dawn of the Dead. The Dawn of the Dead unrated director's cut, which you could, couldn't put in the theaters. They had to cut most of it out, otherwise it was going to be NC-17 is really great. I mean, I think it's a much more complete film, and I think that's the film that he... If you watch the the, the, the DVD of that, at the beginning, he says that. He's like, hey, like this is the movie I really wanted to make. I think that he's making this movie for DVD, because the Black Freighter subplot, the Under the Hood subplot, a lot of the other, like, Those nine... Are what? Those are coming out separately. They are coming out separately, but what he's planning on doing, from what all I understand... Is, is Yeah, at the end, when it, when it comes out on DVD, yeah, he's going to put them all together in one, like, five-and-a-half-hour movie, which is really the way it should be done, in general. So, I think, considering the fact that Zack Snyder has exceeded expectations on things that shouldn't have been made, like Dawn of the Dead, to begin with, I think he's got a shot. I'm not going to say it's good. We, we obviously we haven't seen it. We can't say, and this is the one thing we're we're going to be extra critical about. But he's got a good track record. I think if anyone could do it, it's him. Or Jesus. Or well, that that actually that fell through in 1996. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers pulled the plug early on that one. Alan Moore called uh, our Lord and Savior directly and said, "Hey, don't do this." No, that's actually a true story about, about Terry Gilliam. He did. He, Terry Gilliam was, was slated to direct that in 1996, and Alan Moore called him because they're friends, and he's like, please, God, don't make this movie, so he backed out of it. And then Dar- yeah, yeah, that's true. And then Darren Aronofsky was supposed to direct it, and then he backed out because he was doing The Fountain, which absorbed his life, apparently. And then... Yeah, well, if you've ever seen it, you, can, you know why. Well, yeah. And then Paul Greengrass was supposed to direct it as well, but then um, that, was, that version of it was terrible. So... That, that kind of fell through, though. So uh, I, I, I would really like to talk about sort of the metatextual content of, of Watchmen. I really would. But you, just in case there are people out there who haven't read it, I think that's a little unfair. Um, so we'll probably wait to talk about the Watchmen for real until after that movie comes out, which is like, what, a month from now? Wow, is it? Yeah, yeah, the 6th. Yeah. And this is the 3rd of February? Yeah. Oh. I know. Glorious, the day is almost upon us. <laughs> the time of the gathering is near. Um, uh, that's another show, Highlander. We're going to do another Highlander show. The, if you want to add, if you want to add to our geek credentials, for Christmas a few years ago, I bought Jake a replica Highlander sword. It was a replica <laughs> Clan McLeod uh, Scottish Claymore. So, which yeah, and it was it was made in Turkey. <laughs> and then he ran me through with it. So. And then he killed a prostitute named Candy. So, <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> and then, and then he fought a guy in a in a uh, in a parking garage, <laughs> and uh, in a half-filled swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, I actually kind of wish that scene in Highlander where he fights that guy in the parking garage. I really wish it had actually been that guy from Lionheart, the, the Scottish <laughs> guy in the kill. Hell yeah! Well, then you'd have two Scots fighting each other. Well, it is called Highlander. They never say which one it is. What if the whole movie was intended to be about that guy? <laughs> and they kill him in the first ten minutes? Yeah, well, that's what I think about Lionheart. Twist. It was all about that guy. Oh man. What? I didn't miss it. Uh, I just, when we were talking about Van Damme, I realized JCBD was playing here, but I forgot which day it was. Oh, damn. So, I gotta check. Uh, Keep going. Just check. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is making a new, a new movie, uh, that's what Jake's talking about, uh, called JCBD, where... He, um, it's, it's about his real life. It's kind of like in the vein of uh, My Name is Bruce, the Bruce Campbell movie where he plays himself. Um, uh, it, I've, I've actually heard it's pretty good. I'm, I'm really excited about seeing that. Uh, it, looks, it looks pretty awesome. Um, because uh, John claude Bader, Okay, here, let's do this. This will be fun. This will add to the geek thing, too. Okay, Jake, favorite John claude Van Damme moment of all time? Favorite John claude Van Damme moment of all time? Yeah. Oh, that would be, have to be Cyborg. Okay. 
All right. Where, um, okay, they're running through the swamp, okay, mm-hmm. and he gets ganged up by a bunch of future yeah. thugs or something. He gets something. gang-banged, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> you know, you know how this goes. Yeah. You bet. Um, but anyway, uh, the guy comes up to, like, him or something with his fist. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme does this kick thing, and on the end of his boot, he apparently has this, I don't know, like, blade nail thing. You know, because that's what you have on your and your boots that you can look out. I never understand how they do that, you know? Like, how would you even, like, activate it without... Yeah, yeah I don't that's know how never made sense to me. It can't be any pressure thing that you, like... Because you're walking. Press your weight down a different way. Exactly. And it can't be something where you're, like, hitting with the back of the heel or something because you've already, you know, hit other people with that. That was in one of the Bond movies, too, and I never could figure that out. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, keep going. Yeah. But anyway, um, so, he, you know, Van Damme does his, you know, patented jumping, flying, spinning, you know, toe kick, um, and hits the guy in the face, well, you know, generally that'd be fine, but he has this nail thing, hits the guy in the eye, takes his eye out. The real, real. The real actor, yeah, takes the guy's yeah, eye out. On yeah. screen, and he is, uh, he now longer, no longer has an eye because of JCVD. And I think the, I think the best part about that is that, A, it, it was in the film, they actually left it in the movie. Yeah. So, like, every time that some of that movie's on, that poor guy, like, he gets a phantom pain in his eye because, because he, they literally, yeah, they left it in the movie. And B, I guarantee you Jean-Claude Van Damme kept it. <laughs> I would bet money that he kept that thing. He bronzed it. He has a necklace full of uh, different body parts he's taken from people. <laughs> filming of his film. <laughs> the one that he stole from um, Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> in another classic JCVD movie. Another classic JCVD movie, The Necklace of Ears in uh, in uh, Universal Soldier. That's uh, <laughs> pretty which, good. Although, which, which movie is that more, I mean, who's more famous in that movie? Is it Dolph or is it Jean-Claude? I'm going to have to go with Jean-Claude because Dolph really only had, well, okay, that's an interesting question because Dolph was famous because of Rocky IV. Everything else he did was super B-level movie. Uh, but he actually had one big Hollywood movie. Van Damme never really had a big Hollywood movie. He always, they were always B-grade. They were in the theaters, and people saw them, but, you know, like, he never had the big Hollywood movie. So that's yeah. a good question. I mean, it's kind of like, that, you know what that's like? That's like executive decision with, um, with uh, uh, Seagal, Steven Seagal and Kurt Russell, because at the time they were like, two great action stars together, and you're like, oh, uh, that was... put them on the same level, really? I don't know if that's quite the same thing. But, but that one, okay, for one, it has... Kind of the Samuel L. Jackson moment, you know, in Deep Blue Sea, where Seagal, you know, dies and leaves, you know, mm-hmm. through the film. And two, Kurt Russell had big films and was an actual movie star. You know, he'd been a movie star for years. Especially all Seagal had was a couple crappy action films. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Though, the like, exact same character. That, that, that was the point. Is that like that that comparison? Like that's how they marketed it. And yet, it's like who was more famous? Well. Duh! I know exactly right now who was more famous in that movie, but yeah, Steven Seagal, right there. Uh, see, it was it was Seagal, hands down, hands down. <laughs> who was the most famous in that movie? Uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Deep Blue Sea. That's who it was. <laughs> um, but I think, by the way, I saw that movie the other day. Genius, absolute genius. It may be the greatest. Samuel L. Jackson and LL Cool J fight a shark, a super intelligent shark, with yeah, fire of a kind. They end, they end up burning it. It's underwater. I don't understand. They end up burning it. They set it on fire. It's in water. I don't like your logic. I don't I really yeah, don't. I don't understand. Anyway, okay, so that's your favorite Van Damme. We're going with that for your favorite Van Damme moment. I have to have a tie. Okay, well, here, I'll tell this story. I had a favorite Van Damme moment I thought could never be topped. Jake and I are sitting, we're, we live, you used to live together. We lived in Kirksville, Missouri. Uh, there, there was, we're, we're flipping around. We can't find anything to watch. So we turn on <laughs> this Van, Van Damme movie. I know, right? It's called, like, a, what was it called? Like, The Order or the... Yeah, I think it was The Order. With, uh, Although we, we were never sure because we could never really... We never wanted to see it again. Like, Charl- really, but... Charlton Heston was in that one, too, I think. And Why does that not surprise me? I think he was the villain in that one, I think. And so we turn it on completely out of context. It's the sequence where he's, like, on, a, like on the spire of some castle... <laughs> fighting ninjas dressed as a Hasidic Jew. <laughs> he's doing, like, cartwheels, and he's got this, like, really obviously fake beard, and he's got the whole thing where it's, like, like, you knew there was a one-liner in there, too. You know, there was something like, you're not kosher, you know, and then he did, like, a, like a roundhouse or something. You know it was coming. 
I think, and, and we saw that, and like you see that, and, and you, you almost go, how do you get here? How do you get to this point in a plot where Jean-Claude Van Damme is dressed up as a Hasidic Jew fighting, like, Christian terrorists? Where does this, where, <laughs> did Jeff Loeb come up with that? I'm, I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> he may have. We don't know. Um, yeah, time will never tell. So that was, I thought, I, I thought we could never get any better than that, than that moment, because it makes no damn sense. And then I saw this glorious, glorious film. I, I'm going to look it up here because I can't even remember the name of it. But it was, it was, uh, so it opens up. Jean-Claude Van Damme is a street-performing clown in the turn of, turn of the century, uh, I think it's New York. Not turn of this last century, the one before that. Uh, <laughs> which, turn of a future century. Which, and he's in clown makeup, too, so already I'm like... Gold, solid gold, right? So he's like he's like juggling on the street for money, and some dude pulls up in an auto car, and he's like, he's like, you stop performing on my street. This is my territory. I guess they're having like a street performer brawl or whatever the fuck it was. I don't know. And um, and he's like, uh, he's like, no, you're not the boss of me, you know. And then he, I think that may have actually been the line. That's my muscles from Brussels impression. So then he gets up and he's like, uh, he's like, no, I, well, he like sends his henchman over to kill Jean-Claude Van Damme. And uh, so he's like, no, I'll fight you instead. So he, get, he gets up on stilts and starts throwing his juggling uh, pins at people and doing roundhouses and things on stilts. That's the only way. And then, so he's fighting these guys. So there's guys on the ground looking up at him going like, oh God, how do we stop him? He's on stilts. And you're like, you know, I think that might, that thing might ride itself at some point, you know? So then he, he jumps off, you know, he does this thing where he, they finally figure out to grab the stilts. And he flips backwards off of them onto the ground. And then they're like, what happened? That was crazy. But then he, like, jumps up and, like, climbs up this building. I don't know how he even does this. Climbs the roof, the side of this building, gets up on the roof, and then jumps from rooftop to rooftop. To go back to his secret lair, where he takes care ter- takes care of um, like thirty wayward vagabond children, who pickpocket for him. That may be the greatest plot. Can you? I, I want, I'm genuinely curious. I'm genuinely curious as to what studio. Like, can you just imagine that scene? Jean-Claude Van Damme walks in and he goes, and that's where I go back to my layer of pickpockets and then there's just there's dead silence and suddenly uh, you know like a, a studio exec just stands up and starts clapping like, like seriously at what point did somebody go that sounds like a really great idea Ooh, what point mm. <laughs> I think I think that may be the, the greatest chocolate band movie I don't know what the hell that was <clears throat> so I was trying to think of when I was um, when I was coming out with format for the show which we obviously have no format um I was thinking like I was thinking of this analogy. I'm like, okay, how do I describe Jake um, as geek cred? Like, how do I describe him to people that people can relate to? And I'm thinking, okay, how about f- he's like Fred Savage from The Wizard, but for geeky things, right? You know, instead of Wait, video games. But wasn't wasn't Fred Savage his kind of like douchebag brother? Oh yeah, that's right. It wasn't the main kid. Was it? Well, that oh. shot that all to hell. <laughs> was hey, that? I'm like the douchebag brother that's trying to like. Well, that's like, okay though, because this this around. this analogy I was, I was sort of formulating would have involved like me going, well, if you're Fred Savage, then that means I either have to be a Paul from The Wonder Years or or B Howie Mandel from Little Monsters. So I didn't know which one would actually be. I'm kind of glad this didn't work out that way. Though I would totally be Howie Mandel from Little Monsters. <clears throat> I, w- I would be Howie Mandel from Bobby's World. <laughs> of course you would, Jake. Of course you would. But yeah, so there's that. Um, those are my, that's my favorite Jean Claude Van Damme moment. And uh, if you, if anyone listens to this at any point and actually feels like well, they want to contribute, please email us at dispatchajax at gmail dot com and um, give us your favorite Jean Claude Van Damme moment, and we'll talk about it on the air. We'll vote. We'll have a vote. I'm gonna start a MySpace Facebook page, a, a face page book on the interweb uh, that you can check and. Um, We'll put on our the, the voting results and things like that. And if you want to have, if you have story ideas, suggestions, topic ideas, just get on there. We'll sometimes I'm on there and I'll chat with you or whatever. And uh, if you're looking Twitter for buckets. me, what? Twitter buckets. Yeah, yeah, my, my, my yeah, exactly. My uh, 
My uh, IM name is wellhung64 uh, <laughs> at <laughs> and Rocket Mail. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, just get on there. Uh, DispatchAjax at gmail.com is what we have right now. We're going to set up a Facebook page. Uh, we have a Facebook group called uh, Bring Back His Body, which is the, fa- the fan organization for Dispatch Ajax. Do we? I didn't know that. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I, okay. <laughs> hey, Jake, I set up this huh. uh, group on Facebook. <laughs> Really? What's it called? It's called Bring Back His Body, which... Well, that sounds cool. In case you, <laughs> in case you don't know, it's, it's the name. Uh, Dispatch Ajax is a line from, is a line from uh, Flash Gordon from 1980. And uh, that's where we draw most of our inspiration. We actually wrote an original song. but We, we, we write music while we compose music, geek music. Um, but we actually wo- wrote one original song acoustically. You remember that? That was, that was the moment <laughs> we formulated as a band. Yeah, it was called uh, okay. uh, "Can You Fly, Bobby," and it was a song about a scene from RoboCop. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! It was literally us. We had just taken a bunch of amphetamines, and we were sitting around a campfire, which turns out was like had an electrical outlet plug-in in it. You remember that? What was that about? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was a high-class establishment. It was so. pretty rad. So we sat out there, yeah, until like five in the morning, taking speed and playing and and singing songs Getting about RoboCop. Wasted. Oh, we drank a lot. We, we wrote that other song about um. Uh, we, we tried to ex- explain the history of the X Men. X Men. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, something about a Scotty song. We you know what the funny part is. I actually found that like a, like two years ago. I found those lyrics. A terrible, and B we took it really seriously. It was like not funny at all. It was very much just like yeah, you know, cable. I'm like, <laughs> is that really like? How sad is that? Is that necessary? We should have. You know what? That should be a topic of one of the episodes, though. So we should definitely talk about. Try to explain the history of cable and the convoluted X Men future history thing that's going on. I'll have uh, my my brother's boyfriend uh, also works at a comic book store. I'll bring him in, and he'll and he can help us with that. That'll be really fun. We'll do a conference thing. So yeah, and we so we should. I, I feel like we should definitely. We're gonna try and do this uh, at least once a week, every week. So um, yeah. it looks like I think we can. Cool. Probably, what? Stay tuned, everyone. Yeah. Uh, stay, stay tuned to that thing you have to download. Um, that doesn't appear at any actual time. Um, oh, I don't. I don't like you or your face. <laughs> um, is there any other topic you want to talk about on our first one? Is there any? Let me think here. Let's see. Yeah, some of the other topics we're going to be discussing in the future. Um, we're going to compare uh, DC versus Marvel because I am a DC and Jake is a Marvel, and um, we're going to talk about comic book movies, the whole genre in general. I think uh, best casting, best. Executed. What's really bad? When Nibble it, shot. What? What? No, 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 never mind. Go on. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Nothing. Um, <laughs> you think you're porno again, aren't you? Shouldn't I be? We're going to be talking about Star Trek versus Star Wars because I am a Star Trek and he's a Star Wars. That we both appreciate the other two. Well, I was. You were a Star Wars before before Star Wars ended. <laughs> they should rewrite yeah. that song. Uh, the night Chicago died about Star Wars. It'd be a lot, lot, uh, lot happier if it was the night George Lucas died. <laughs> the night George Lucas died. <laughs> when you went back in time. Maybe that's it. No, that's that's what it is. Maybe that's it. Let's get let's get um, Mickey Rourke, the cyborg Mickey Rourke from the future, to go back in time and kill George Lucas with Metaclorians. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about that. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, non-comic book-related stuff as well. Like we're going to be talking. We, Jake and I had a really good discussion about uh, uh, what we think is the premier auteur director of our of his era today and we have some interesting conclusions about that and if you're curious as to who it is uh the hint rhymes with bum dog millionaire we're going to be talking about shouldn't, shouldn't have been bum dog billionaire i have a cold so <laughs> that's why it didn't sound right <laughs> oh that's that's why you said the wrong thing then. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about um what we think the greatest american movie franchise is that's an idea we had hmm. i told you about that didn't i well i I know, but I don't remember. Okay, fair enough. And uh, we're talking about our and other about. wildest things that will be coming in the near future time. Yeah, I'm not going to list them all off because that's boring. But yeah, so that's that's definitely the thing. If you if anyone out there who's listening to this has any ideas, like I said, just email it to us at dispatchajax at gmail dot com. All right, so that's I guess that's about it for that. So we're done with our Van Damme portion of the show. Ooh. Oh, by the way, also he wants to make another Bloodsport movie. I have a story to tell about that. Maybe I should add to this. I am connected to 
Jean-Claude Van Damme sort of indirectly. There's a guy, uh, my ex-girlfriend and some of my friends um, take kickboxing lessons from this guy. Uh, his name is Zenny. He, uh, he, he teaches kickboxing here in Colombia. He is a two-time world champion kickboxer, uh, which if you saw where he lived and where he worked, I wouldn't buy it either. But he showed me the belt and everything. He actually, if you watch the movie Kickboxer, the guy that, that uh, gets his ass kicked in the opening sequence by, by Jean-Claude's mulleted, trashy brother is Zenny, yeah, who lives here and teaches here. He said he was a dick. So <laughs> take that for what it's worth. But I'm sort of indirectly. Oh, which means I practically had Jean-Claude Van Damme's kids. That's how close we are. I almost made out with Jean-Claude once. <laughs> now that concludes uh, our broadcast day. I think it's probably <laughs> the best way to sign off here. So that'll be the end. Of, uh, I'm sure we'll come up with some sort of catchy phrase tagline for some point in the future for next time we do this. We're probably going to do this again in a few days, maybe this weekend. So uh, this will be online as soon as we possibly do it. So uh, do you have anything, any parting words, Jake? Um, Did you even ever right. introduce yourself? What? Yeah, I did. You kind s- of. Did you say your? You, you kind of did it. Did you say your name? You said my name. Well, your name is Jake. Oh, did I really say your whole name? Uh, is, is that necessary? <laughs> and your measurements, your turn-ons. I'll let ladies come over and find out for themselves. All right, that's fine. Anyway, keep or going. Or do you know, whatever. Um, whoever is listening to this and read comic books mm. this week, tomorrow. Well, you know. Our tomorrow, not your tomorrow, is uh, is when Secret Warriors comes out. The first Marvel comic by Jonathan Hickman, my favorite up-and-coming writer, so check that out if you can. Cool. Oh, and uh, Neil Gaiman's Batman, there's a preview for it online as well. Yeah, that's a little while before that comes out, but... But yeah, you got a point. Anywho, other than that, um, pretty much spent. Cool. Well, I guess it's time to wrap this bad boy up, so... All right. Well, please keep tuned in. We're uh, please subscribe to this thing because uh, it'll get better. I promise. It's got to get better. So, <laughs> Can't get much worse. It's really hard to get any worse than what we just did. I, I think we're done, Jake. <laughs> okay, we're signing off. I'm Skip Harvey, and I'm Jake. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs>